Hello, I'm Kurt Whitesell, and I want to welcome you to the coolest and most informative podcast in the Westfield, Indiana area. What's up, Westfield? What's up, Westfield is a local chat fest to dig deep into politics, development, who's doing what, and anything else we can fit into 45 minutes of fun online. If you have a topic or an interest in being an amazing guest, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear your ideas. My guest today is the driving force behind all the fun events in Westfield. From touch a truck where kids get to hop inside a fire engine, or to the festival-like parties they throw at Grand Junction Plaza, she leads a team of employees and volunteers to make them really cool. She's perfect for this job, and as we are finding out that she is focused on making downtown Westfield just as she imagined as a new resident. Please welcome Kayla Arnold, the director of Westfield Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kayla. Thanks for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. What would you normally be doing on a Tuesday at 1.30 p.m. in Westfield? Probably sitting in a meeting, getting ready to plan uh-huh. some events. So you have a lot, you have meetings all day usually? Usually, yeah. I like uh-huh. to break it up and try to, you know, get outside if I can, but a lot of meetings and a lot of brainstorming. So what is your, your hour, because you're kind of all over the place on time that you work. So what is a, what's a standard yes. daytime hours for you, like block? Um, usually a solid nine to five. And then mm-hmm. um, sometimes, you know, in the evenings, if we've got a council meeting to go to or an event happening um, and then weekends, um, you know, whenever we have an event, you know, this past mm-hmm. Saturday, we were out at the Grand Junction Plaza for about eight or nine hours. So mm-hmm. it can vary week to week, which is kind of nice. Okay. Is, um, Sorry, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. All right. Um, so how long have you been at Westfield Welcome? Um, almost two years. So I think I next think... week will be two years. Okay. Are they gonna have a big party for you? For probably two not. Week, two year we anniversary? we would probably have to plan it. So <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it would just be more work for you. Exactly. Yeah, I'll pass on the party. If somebody That's wants to bring some ice cream around, I wouldn't say no, but um, <laughs> no party necessary. That's hilarious. All right, so tell us who is Kayla and where were you born, raised, family, just stuff, school, stuff like that. Before Westfield Welcome, tell us that. Long before Westfield Welcome. So uh, Kayla Arnold, um, I do live in Westfield with my husband, David. So if you've been to any events, you've probably uh, seen him at my side helping. Um, We have been married since 2016. So at the end of the month, it'll be seven years, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, but was born and raised in northern Indiana, northern Indiana in a small town, um, Kendallville, about seven, eight thousand people, and then moved to the South Bend area, went to the IU campus um, on an academic scholarship and yeah. ended up staying there for, gosh, 10 years or so. My husband's originally from there, so that's how we met. Okay. Um, I had some family that lived there, some grandparents, aunt and uncle. Um, so it was kind of an easy transition from, you know, living at home to to living on my own. It was yeah. far enough away that my mom had to, you know, give me a heads up. She was coming over, um, but still easy to to make a day trip. So um, loved my time there and um, moved down here in 2016 um, to get married and started working for the city of Carmel. So I did um, events with their um, community mm-hmm. relations and economic development department. Um, worked there for about three years and um, was tapped by the Jensen administration when he took over in January of 2020. 
and uh, worked there, uh, loved it. It was, they were running at a hundred miles an hour with the new administration yeah. and then March of 2020 happened. So mm -hmm. uh, we, we shifted very quickly. Um, so then the opportunity came for me to take the position in Westfield and, you know, we lived here when we were, mm -hmm. uh, when we were looking for our home, uh, we live right off the Midland, tra uh, Midland Trail. And we were like, oh my gosh, this Grand Junction Plaza thing is gonna be so great. Like we'll be able to bike to the farmer's market. We'll be able to bike mm -hmm. to all these concerts that are gonna happen. Um, you know, we could walk there if we wanted to. We can walk down to Park Street. So uh, that and was And now you really don't get to do that ever. Right, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So now I, I'm at Grand Junction Plaza all the time, but more for work rather than, uh, rather than awesome. for fun. <laughs> but you, you were sold on the concept long before you did the job. Yes, absolutely. And we we lived in Carmel. Um, mm -hmm. You know, before we moved to Westfield, we lived right off the Monon. And so having trail connectivity and trail access was super important to us, which is why we wound wound up in the subdivision we wound up in. All right. So let's back up a little bit because you gave us a lot of info there, which is yes. what I asked for. <laughs> um, school. What did you go to school for? So I went to school for mass communications, uh, public relations and marketing. Okay. Is that what people do with this that that uh, degree, this kind of work? Uh, when I went to school, yes. Uh, now okay. they actually have event management degrees. Um, oh, okay. So there's, you know, a little bit more in depth um, mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, managing events and, and how all of those processes work, um, which would have been great if that was something that, uh, you know, I had back then because I've done I've done events since probably 2007, 2008. So mm -hmm. I'm sure it's come a long way. Oh, I bet. Is, um, did you want to do events? Is this kind of when you went to school, is this kind of what you wanted to do? Yeah, I, um, I kind of stumbled upon it, if we're being honest. Um, yeah. Loved, kind of did a couple fundraisers with school um, it, when I was in high school. And then um, I took an internship um, with a local radio station uh, group. And okay. I thought, wow, this was super fun. Like you could, uh -huh. you know, go to concerts, you could, you know, meet people, interact with the community, you know, promote local businesses. And so um, I was doing my internship and then about three weeks or so before the end of it, my um, boss resigned because she had kids that were starting travel sports and, you know, all of that good stuff. So she was like, I, I don't like the hectic schedule and the, the not the nine to five. Uh -huh. uh, so, and I was like, I'm, I'm really interested in this. Oh, and cool, so, yeah. yeah, I met with um, the general managers and said, you know, I would love to be considered for this. I know I'm still in school. Um, and they were, it was a family owned company. They were super great on, you know, we want you to finish school, but we want you to have this job. So we'll work mm -hmm. around, you know, what we need to work around. Um, and it, it ended up working out great. I worked there yeah. for four or five years and, and really enjoyed it. So you said something that I, I hadn't, I didn't know that, that you've been doing stuff like this since like 2006, seven, eight, those times. What was it like doing, trying to put on something big when everyone was depressed and we're in a recession and there's no money? And I understand that government kind of had money, but um, what was it like? What was, was it different or more difficult? Uh, it, was a, it was a little different. So in you know, I primarily did radio promotions. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the salespeople were the ones with the difficult job. So they would yeah. go sell it to the business and then, you know, I would execute it. And so mm -hmm. 
um, it, it was rough. Um, yeah. You know, you could events definitely slowed down for a period of time, but there was still a need and a desire to have things to do within the city. Um, mm -hmm. So that was that was a big part of it. And people yeah. still wanted people still wanted concerts. They still wanted those types of things. Um, we just were cognizant kind of on price points and, you know, yeah. free versus ticketed and, and all those types of things. Mm -hmm. hmm. All right. So you've worked for Carmel, then Fishers. When do you go to Noblesville? Have well, they... I've worked in Noblesville. I haven't okay, worked good. at Fishers. Are you so... Noblesville? That's right. When do you go to Fishers? <laughs> um, have, they, you know, have you started Fishers, that yet? Fishers is great, but I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good in Westfield. So, right. uh, you know, if I living where I live, it, you know, it takes like a half hour to get over to Fishers. So yeah. I'm not sure I could do, I'm not sure I could do that commute in the morning if I'm being honest. So when you, um, was there a job opening at Westfield Welcome or was this something you got recruited for? How did it come about that you interviewed for Westfield Welcome? Yeah, so I was, it was more so kind of a recruitment effort. Uh -huh. um, so Angie uh, Frazier was in the position before uh, mm -hmm. before me and um, we had gone through HCLA together. We were in uh, Westfield Running Club. We, um, you know, did some things within the county um, for arts uh, and creativity. So we knew each other and she knew, um, you know, she knew I was kind of you know, wanting to wanting to fill that event itch again and mm -hmm. and kind of be where I live. Um, yeah. So she, you know, was like, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm ready to move on, but I mm -hmm. want to, you know, make sure everything's in a good place. I want to make sure I find somebody that, um, you know, fits with the team well and all mm -hmm. of that stuff. So, um, you know, did went through the interview process um, with mayor and chief of staff and and all that good stuff. And fortunately, they they decided to uh, offer me the position. Mm -hmm. So it's been it's been a wild ride. So you uh, you got the job and did, I know it was much smaller of an organization when Angie had it, or I think, I feel like it was. Um, yeah. Who, how big was that team when you took the job? So it's, um, there's three full-time, uh, one part-time and myself. And so that got amped up right about two weeks before I started is oh, when okay. they kind of got the team back up to, uh -huh. we'll call it full strength. Okay, got the team back together. Yes. So I interviewed uh, Angie Frazier. I did a podcast with her. Yeah. And, you know, I'm scared of her, but I didn't know that I really should be when she blew my mind saying she was a security guard at a prison. Yes. Um, dropped that on me and I couldn't focus the rest of the meeting. So <laughs> I don't have any hidden secrets like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't? Shoot. Nope, sorry. <laughs> All right. So you take the job or you uh, get recruited, you get offered the job. Um, what uh when you began what did you see your your task to be what did you feel like your job was at that point um so at that point grand junction plaza was um still under construction um mm -hmm. we knew that it was coming um we knew that you know we wanted to you know move events in there create new events um and kind of grow but we didn't know what that meant Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of came in and, you know, helped with that. So there were already a lot of good ideas and some plans in place. Um, so it was really just how can we, you know, how can we make that happen within, you know, within the plaza and what makes the most sense? How do we use the space? Um, and how do we keep providing, you know, things for residents to do? Um, mm -hmm. you know, we, we don't want residents to have to go into Carmel or into Noblesville yeah. to do cool things. So, um, you know, what can we do that our residents um, will appreciate and what they will be receptive to? 
Um, and so that's, you know, sometimes it's just like, you know, throwing a dart at a dartboard sometimes. Did you, um, did you feel like, and Angie did a great job and I understand everything's about getting it better and better. Did you feel like it was, um, did you immediately identify things that could be improved on and that you were excited to jump in on, um, especially since the plaza was getting finished and Grand Park was now kind of functioning normally? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in doing events, you know, for as long as I've done them and at the different, you know, levels and stages and sizes, um, mm -hmm. I think there's always room for growth and improvement mm -hmm. and ways to, you know, make things more efficient or add things. Um, so I think everybody brings a unique perspective to that. Um, so I think I just kind of stepped in and, you know, I didn't want to change anything right out of the get go. I wanted to kind yeah. of see, you know, how things were operating and, um, you know, what made sense and why things were the way they were. And then, mm -hmm. and then look at things and say, how can we change or improve or, you know, and it could be something as small as, you know, pushing back a start time instead of starting mm -hmm. at 10, let's, you know, let's start at 11 because there's you know, a lot of families that have kids in youth sports and, you know, mm -hmm. they're already out at eight and 9 a.m. So let's give them a little bit of a break before they, you know, make their way over to our event. When you came on, I mean, obviously you had a pretty good resume and they, they liked you enough to hire you. Um, did they give you free, I've never, you know, I'm not, I've never worked for a government or a mayor. Um, do they give you kind of free run or do they trust you? Do they, is it kind of like, oh, they'll give you a little bit at a time? How does that relationship I, I work? I think it's, it's a little bit of a runway at, uh -huh. at times, um, but no, uh, mayor is, he's very much, you know, wants to have the right people in the right seats on the bus, not just uh -huh. having the right people on the bus. Um, uh -huh. And so I was very fortunate where he was like, hey, if you have an idea and it's within the budget and, you know, your team can do it, go for it. You know, let's try it. So that's been probably the, the most fun part of the job is not mm -hmm. saying you need to have, you know, 12 events, you need to have 20 events. Um, they need to be these types of things. So mm -hmm. that's been, you know, the great thing. And my staff is incredible. They have yeah. you know tons of ideas. They're very creative. And so when we come up with something, it just continues to um, evolve and get bigger. And, you know, we just keep adding to it. So sometimes I have to be like, you know, they call me the fun sponge sometimes because I'm like, I don't know if we can pull that off. <laughs> like, fun sponge, that's that funny. was really cool, but like, maybe uh -huh. let's try this event. And then, then we could add that next year, you know, if things uh -huh. go really well. So we always want to, you know, grow and change some things. That way, you know, we have something kind of in our back pocket to add for the yeah. following year too. So if you had to describe, I actually missed, I meant to ask you this question um, to lead in. What do you feel like is the main function of Westfield Welcome? Sure. So we are the community events and engagement department of the city. So we want to provide you know, things for residents and their families to be able to do. You know, I just, I mentioned a couple minutes ago, we don't want people to have to go into Carmel um, to do fun, free things. We want people mm -hmm. to be able to do that in their own backyard. Um, you know, ultimately we're, you know, funded by taxpayers and, mm -hmm. you know, you can come out and, you know, we're going to have a great time. Um, and that's, you know, putting your tax dollar to use. So mm -hmm. um, I, there's times where people, you know, they're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, how can we reach you? How could like, these are, mm -hmm. these are things we want you to know about. We want you to be able to do these things. Um, and so we're continu continuously educating everybody on, you know, things to do and what we're about. And so kind of a long winded answer to say, you know, That's a good answer. we're there to provide things for people to do. Mm -hmm. 
you uh, brought up a good thing about messaging and communication. I've been in meetings before where you've said, well, I put it on Facebook. I put it on the newsletter. It went out in the, whatever, you know, all XYZ. this stuff. <laughs> Is it a moving target trying to get to everybody or do you just at some point have to say, I'm not going to be able to reach everybody? I mean, I think we've, we've accepted that we're probably not going to reach everybody, but mm -hmm. if there's some, you know, publication or some group or something that's, you know, has a lot of legs on it and a lot of people mm -hmm. involved and we're not a part of that, we want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we know that not everybody's on social media. We know that not everybody reads the things that they get in their mailbox. You know, not mm -hmm. everybody reads the current. So, um, we just try to you know, we try to hit a lot of people, um, you know, with the, the best allocation of resources that we can. Do you feel like, and it is your job, but the obligation of creating a really cool um, event and place for a community to connect, um, do you find, is it hard for you to, or is it, is that part of the challenge of making sure it's cool for everybody? Or, I mean, how do you, what's your thought process on that, on trying to create events that are great for the whole? Oh, 40,000 people or whatever. Yeah. So um, a little, I mean, it's a little bit of, we know, again, everybody's at the different stages in their life, whether, mm -hmm. you know, they've got small kids at home, kids in high school, they're empty nesters, they may not have children. Um, so we want to provide events that, you know, everybody feels comfortable at, you know, we just had our Cuisine Connect Culture Multicultural Festival. Um, you know, while we had kind of a more kid-focused um, you know, passport in the plaza activity for people to do. I mean, there were food trucks there. There were performances on the stage. So mm -hmm. there were a lot of different options for people of all ages. And same with our um, Jams at the Junction concert series. You know, we had concerts on the main stage. Um, you know, we had an airbrush tattoo artist at all of them. We had um, ice cream at all of them, but we also had Grand Junction Brewing there. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure that there are opportunities, you know, for everybody to get together. And I think you know, looking back at our first year of the concerts, um, the best part was seeing the people that, you know, came out as a multi-generational family. So you would mm -hmm. have, you know, the grandparents, you know, tossing the football with the grandkids and, mm -hmm. you know, they were eating pizza from Greece that they got carry out for. Um, right. So it was, it was just so neat seeing families, you know, come together or people make it an outing where, you know, there were, I think every single concert, there was somebody with a birthday balloon there. So like, oh, really? they clearly cool. wanted to be there to celebrate uh -huh. something, uh, which was just so neat. Um, and then we'll have, you know, our mother, son, daddy, daughter dances, you know, obviously those are very focused, you know, for kids and parents. Um, mm -hmm. So we try to provide you know, different things for different, you know, stages of life. But at the same time, you know, we want people to come out and enjoy everything that there is to, you know, be had. Are, are most of your events at the plaza at this point? The majority um, or not? The majority of them are. I mean, we still have events that take place um, at Asa Bales, um, you know, just south of high school. Um, we're looking at, you know, are there events that we could do at Quaker Park, you know, in the future, and then we'll activate our trails for like Melt the Trail for our 5K um, in February. But I would say the vast majority of them kind of have shifted to the plaza. Do you do the 5K? Because I know you're like a runner biker. Do you uh, do that? <laughs> uh, I, I'm usually busy working the event, so I'm uh -huh. not participating. Um, 
but I have run, uh, I have run them in the past. So it is funny. I like, to, thing I like to say I'm a recovering runner now. <laughs> oh, well, I, I haven't dabbled my toe in it yet. So, um, there you go. we'll take runners, walkers. If you, you know, you've got a stroller, that's good. We've got dog tags. I ride a dirt bike. What's that? Can I ride a dirt bike? That's when you've got um, me. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk offline about that. <laughs> so, um, I, I get a kick out of you keep talking about really fun things that you would enjoy as a resident. <laughs> right. right like you're you're creating the perfect place for yourself right and, yeah and but Absolutely. you don't get to really do any of it you're on the back end of all of it that's, that's pretty that's funny true. that's true uh but that, i mean the cool thing is is seeing it all come together and seeing all of those people yeah. come and enjoy it and that's mm -hmm. from the day that i started doing events that's been mm -hmm. the best part of the gig is just the, me the memories that people are making and mm -hmm. you know the things that people can just they can do in their own backyard. They don't have to go to, you know, Indianapolis. They don't have to go to Carmel. They can come to Westfield um, and be able to do those types of things. And so do, that's- Do a lot of, of people know who you are? Are you are you getting gaining like where everyone knows who Kayla is at all the events? <laughs> uh, occasionally, yep, that'll happen. Um, yeah. So there was, I, um, my husband's an introvert and I'm, I'm pretty extroverted. So well, I always joke, I'm like, I can't go anywhere and like, pajamas or like a hat or any like I have uh -huh. to be put together and he's like no you don't and, and he's like people are people it's fine like don't worry about it and like the one uh -huh. time that I like go out into public like wearing my Crocs like you know no makeup <laughs> on you know straight from the gym it's like I run into like three people at the grocery yeah, store everyone. I'm like yep. this is why mm -hmm. um but I was actually at Loft uh picking up an order a couple months back and one of the, I had done one of the videos with um, the city about some events that were coming up in the plaza. Mm -hmm. And I went to pick up my order. I told him my name and she goes, do you work for the city of Westfield? And I was like, yeah. Sometimes you just don't know how that conversation's going to uh -huh. go. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Um, you know, I'm the, I work for Westfield Welcome. And she's like, I saw you like on YouTube. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Have you like, signed anything? Really it'll happen, yeah. but, uh, you know, I would rather be doing the event than necessarily be in front of the camera. So right. I'm working on it. That's fair. So uh, one question that I think we were trying to avoid, but I just got kind of thought about it. Um, Have you had to avoid uh, politics in your job just to stay on task is there because there's I, I know that there's like budget poll and um who, your identity poll from different sides have you had to just kind of ignore it because you really can't take sides or even care to take sides yeah yeah i mean that's um kind of ultimately what it comes down to like i'm there mm -hmm. to i'm there to to do the job that i was hired to do and mm -hmm. that's you know i try to stay in my lane so when mm -hmm. when there's budget talks and and all of those types of things. Obviously, I'm going to advocate, you know, for our department and for our team. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, they're, you know, people are going to do what they do, and so we just will work with what we're given. Um, yeah. You know, does that mean we'll have to change things or um, evolve? And you know, Bob and Weave will do that. Um, but I try to, you know, when it comes to my job, I try to stay focused on on mm -hmm. doing my job and, and try to try to not let that external noise really, really get to you. I know you've had a lot, uh, Mayor Cook has been very supportive. Um, mm -hmm. Do you feel like it'll only, and I know Scott's supportive. Um, do you feel like it can only grow? Do you think it's going to, are you looking forward to even greater expansion uh, the new year or with just a fresh administration? 
Yeah, Which, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of excitement around everything mm -hmm. that's you know coming, um, yeah. but we haven't gotten there yet. So, yeah. uh, you know, we we're still chugging forward. We're, we're still planning our events, you know, as we would in any other type of situation um, for 2024. And you know, if we're fortunate that um, you know we're given the request that we've asked for, we'll certainly add more programming and add more events. Um, but we know that you know, we're probably going to be doing these same core things. And I yeah. think that there's um, certainly room to grow. Um, you know, I would love to see the department grow, you know, personnel wise, as well as events. Um, there's a lot of, you know, my team has a lot of great ideas I mentioned, um, but we're a small staff. So yeah. we can only do so much and, and work so many weekends. So um, until we kind of get, you know, a little bit, you know, a few more people on board, um, we won't be able to, you know, add some of those things. But if you look at, you know, a city like Carmel or, you know, even Fishers, they, um, you know, they have pretty robust departments in terms of staff. And so that's how they can get a lot of things done. Um, and they've done a really good job at that. And so certainly think there's room to grow. Um, we've, you know, we've got ideas that we want to, that we want to implement and we'd love to see more concerts. And mm -hmm. we've got this ice ribbon coming up um, in November that will, launch and so there's you know we'll be a year-round programming uh department and so that's uh it's exciting and it's also kind of scary because it's like it's happening like yeah right whatever's coming uh we've been talking about it for so long that um you kind of <laughs> forget that it's in a couple months so i mm -hmm. think my my countdown the other day said uh 60 days until you know grand opening and it's like uh -huh. okay we're we're in it we're gonna do this does it really open in 60 days or whatever uh, 59 so two months yeah so how does that change like you i mean do you just have to add even more events and activities when you get a new feature like that yeah so that's one thing that we're going to look at this year and kind uh -huh. of determine so uh the ice ribbon will open on i guess it's kind of like a sneak peek on an official uh official press release to come out write this but, down uh november 18th will be our grand opening of the ice ribbon um, and this year will kind of be that learning of, you know, when do people like to ice skate? You know, when do they mm -hmm. want to ice skate? Um, do they want other events surrounding the ice ribbon? You know, what does that look like? So we'll use this year to kind of determine some of those things and ask those questions of people who mm -hmm. attend um, and then hopefully be able to, you know, implement and add some of those things in the future based on that feedback we get. Can you get too many people to your events? Probably not. <laughs> no. Do you have? Do you ever have events and you're like, "Ooh, we may have oversold this one." Um. No. I mean, it happened. So this summer we did our first uh, kids concert over um uh -huh. over yeah. on the east side of the playground, uh, uh -huh. and we were like, "Man, if we get like fifty to a hundred people, we will call uh -huh. this like a raging success." Uh -huh. Um. That first Tuesday, I mean, the weather was great. People were clearly itching for something to do. There were almost four hundred people there. Yeah. On it a took Tuesday over downtown at 10 a.m. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, this is great." Uh, so uh -huh. we, you know, as we do, we, you know, bob and weave, and we're like, uh -huh. "Okay, do we think we're gonna have the same attendance next week? Like, where sh should we move it? Like, should we move it over to the Grand Lawn? Like, what does that look like?" Um, and so that's, but that's what we do, and that's kind of that's what we thrive on is, mm -hmm. you know, how can we change things, you know, on a dime? So uh, 
there was there was that instance, and then um, we've got this thing called the the solar eclipse that's going to happen next year, and yeah. um, everything that we've been hearing from you know community partners and and people that chase these things across the world um, that there's going to be a lot of people that come into Hamilton County, upwards mm -hmm. of a million into the county for oh, really yeah for, this? for the eclipse yeah they, and so they can't see it in other places well. They can, but there's only, you know, certain areas of the country that'll have it. And so, you know, the Northern Indiana, Chicago, Michigan, they're not in the line of totality. So they're going to, you know, come down to experience this is, is what we're being told. Uh, so that's... Well, you say really, it like you really understand it. <laughs> understand the eclipse? Or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I don't even know how it works. We're, uh, I mean, we've been, we've been meeting for, you know, probably almost a year about, about this really? already. And it's still not yeah. until April. So um, I've, I've learned a lot about, um, you know, eclipse chasers as they're referred okay. to. And they are, you know, the, th the three T's of eclipse, uh, eclipse events are toilets, trash, and traffic. And so <laughs> that's what we're working with. You got that. <laughs> Yeah, you got that. You can handle right. all that. That's pretty funny. I would have never thought that that was a big deal. I thought it was just something we look forward to, and my watch has to be reset, things like that. Or but, <laughs> right, apparently you know. it'll it'll get dark um, in Westfield for about three and a half minutes, and um, it's enough time that like crickets start chirping and like you know cows and chickens get like all out of whack and they start mm -hmm. making noises and. Uh, it's a very interesting phenomenon, but it won't happen again in this area, I think for like another 600 years. So it's literally a total one is uh, a literal once in a lifetime in Hamilton okay. County. All right. Yeah, um, very so more, cool. to, more to come on that. So you were, you've talked about, you mentioned other communities and you're from other communities. Um, is it hard to stay unique because you're all kind of competing for Saturdays and Thursday night, whatever it is. Is it hard to stay unique or to keep people local or how do you do that? Yeah, um, I think it, it can be difficult to stay unique. Um, I think like general events overall um, in the parks and rec world is kind of, you know, it's cyclical and people just, you know, they're like, oh, that community did that. That looks great. We'll do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think when the, the unique factor comes down to you know, what's actually offered at that event. So mm -hmm. um, something like uh, trick-or-treating in the plaza is a perfect example. You know, lots of communities do a trunk or treat or a community, you know, trick-or-treating yeah. event. Um, you know, they don't all have a movie right after them. They don't all have um, character meet and greet appearances. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are things that we do that kind of help set us apart from other ones. Mm -hmm. um, or touch a truck events, you know, those are done yeah. all over the country. And so how can we, you know, add things or, you know, reach out to other, you know, types of trucks that, um, you know, might not be in your traditional truck, you know, two years ago, we had a helicopter that came. Um, people wouldn't think of that as a traditional truck, but yeah. um, it was a, cool an apparatus that people could yeah. get in and touch <laughs> and see. And, uh -huh. you know, we watched it land and, you know, almost blow away a tent, but, <laughs> uh, it was great. So I think just kind of those little things within events is what yeah. helps keep them unique. So you run the touch of truck that's down in the plaza there or at uh, the shopping center? Um, we do the or one at was Grand Park. The one at Grand Park. Okay. Yeah. Who's the one at the shopping center? Is that not Westfield or was it? 
I'm not sure. Know what I'm, there, so a while ago, I believe the township used to do one. And then okay. when they kind of switched some programming, that was an event that we took over on their behalf. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. So you talk about uh, you can't over, you just told me they can't be too big. Um, <laughs> so if you had unlimited funds, unlimited time, oh boy. just a rubber stamp, what is a dream event for Kayla to throw? Or what is a dream outcome of one of your events? Something like that. That's just like you hit it and you have to quit after that. Your solar eclipse. I don't know of if I'm going to quit after that. Uh, I might want to sleep after it, but yeah. uh, oh man, that's tough. Uh, Finally, gosh. a tough question on my podcast. Wow, that's probably mm-hmm. the toughest Is that question too tough? you ever asked me. Um, I don't think it's too tough, but I don't know. I just I see an event where the community really wants <clears throat> to own it too. Like they're mm-hmm. really invested in it, and they want to be a part of it. I don't know if that's you know, a music festival or an arts festival or, a, you know, some kind of sports type festival. Um, hmm. But just something that, the you know, I think I keep coming back to like Westfield Rocks the Fourth. Like there's so much yeah. community pride with that. It's yeah. one of our largest attended events. Um, you know, we're fortunate that we get a lot of people from out of town as well because we've mm-hmm. done the event so well. Um, and we have a, a pretty awesome fireworks show. Yeah. Uh, so just having events that the community can really own and be a part of and they Mm -hmm. they're so excited about that event that they're making sure they're telling their friends and family and you know dragging them along with them Mm -hmm. like you have to come to this it's so much fun so I don't know if that answers your question but uh, maybe that's a you know podcast session too that we'll we'll dive into once you dream of something what's it like having uh something as big as Grand Park to throw an event at is that cool it's cool and it's also like what can we fill the space with? Uh, wow. You know, because we are, you know, we do have a budget that we have to stay within. Um, you know, could we activate more fields for something like Westfield Rock Support? We could, but wow. we need more people and we would need more money for that mm-hmm. um, because it's, you know, it's just, a, it's such a great event. You know, our food vendors always have lines, our attractions and inflatables always have lines with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, fun to be able to you know kind of dream big and then kind of scale it back to you know what's gonna what's gonna fit within the budget um but it's it's fun being able to to utilize that space out there for sure so how many events do you have at grand park each year um or what what are your events yeah so at grand park we do westfield rocks the fourth and uh touch a truck and then generally um grand run our memorial day event is um starts there as well Mm -hmm. so we we start there we exit the campus you know for the actual run and then they they run back so your july 4th event is it just a logistics nightmare is it just chaos and i know you're good at controlling that but is it chaotic oh yeah i mean every Uh every large-scale event has some chaos to it Mm -hmm. um and i think it takes a special type of person to enjoy that chaos which is Mm -hmm. why not everybody likes planning events um Uh but it it's there's a lot of logistics and there's a lot of hoping that people read the instructions properly and that yeah. they show up when they're supposed to show up. And, um, cause if one person, you know, shows up 30 minutes after they're supposed to be there, it, you know, it can become a nightmare trying to get them mm-hmm. into the spot that they're supposed to get into. So we always, we always send a lot of emails. Uh, we remind people that, you know, this is your load in time. Um, but we know that, you know, 
people are human, you know, flat tires mm. happen, you know, those types of things. So um, we mm. we're good at, you know, working through that when we need to. But um, if you ever participate in, a, in an event or if anybody listening participates in one, always read your vendor instructions okay. and and show up when they ask you to show up. Don't uh -huh. show up 15 minutes early because you want to be cordial. Show up There's a reason for up. that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we sold pizzas at the track one year. Okay. And the the people in charge were kind of mean. Oh, and no. it wasn't not, mean. <laughs> no, they weren't like, but really they weren't mean. They were just, they had, a, you know, they had hundreds of vendors. Yes. And they had to be very stern and direct. And it, yes. this wasn't a fun day. This was work. And yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people we, counting on it to be right. We try to, we try to have fun, but there, there's uh -huh. certainly times, especially in, you know, when you get to somewhere like the plaza, um, uh -huh. it's a lot more constrained. So, you know, it's a much smaller road. Um, uh -huh. you know, there's, there's active traffic that's happening. Um, yeah. whereas Grand Park's kind of out there and, you know, you can stage in parking lots. We don't uh -huh. have that benefit at the plaza. So it's very, you know, pull in, unload. We'll take, you know, we'll help you carry your stuff to where you need to set up, but then we need you to move your car before you start uh -huh. setting up your tent. Um, and some people aren't used to that. So we yeah. have to, you know, we have to remind them, hey, we need you to move your car because we need to we need to bring the next load of people in. Mm -hmm. um, and they're they're starting to get that now that we've done a lot of events out there. Um, but it's always a always a learning curve for people. Yeah. Um, but we always try to have fun though. So is um will it will it benefit you at the plaza? Because I know you have huge crowds at the plaza and mm -hmm. it seems to be uh, functioning. Will it benefit you? Will you see a benefit when there is better parking downtown? Absolutely. You Absolutely. do think so? Is it yeah. because people will show up not upset? Or is it because more people will be able to get there? What do, where do, what do you say about that? Yeah. So my biggest thing is, you know, knock on wood, I've never had anybody come up to me upset about parking. Um, you know, we, I know that's not always the case on Park Street, but. You should, uh, you should work the host stand at a pizza <laughs> shop. No, <thank> <laughs> Uh, hard pass uh, but we uh, you know we run shuttles for you know all of our larger events that we do um you know we whether it's a, a physical trolley that can fit you know 30 people on it or if it's you know the golf cart shuttles um so we always actively try to do that we always post you know hey just a reminder this is where you need to park and um, you know it's a five minute walk if you don't want to wait for a trolley so we really try to get that message out there in terms mm -hmm. of parking um, but we know that some people, you know, might not know that or just yeah. don't want to deal with it. And so they might not come um, to anywhere near downtown. They might not come yeah. to any restaurant on Park Street. They might not come to the plaza. And so I think with the parking garage, that will help immensely because, you know, people know that there'll be some dedicated parking right there um, that they'll be able to access. And it's, you know. Will you start backing out some of the services like the trolley and things like that once you have that, do you think? I think it'll depend on, you know, how many, you know, how many parking spots, you know, what goes into yeah. that, um, that development, you know, in terms of a mm -hmm. restaurant or things like that. So we'll have to balance, you know, how many residents there are versus, you know, what the, the retail and restaurant looks like mm -hmm. on the first floor um, before we determine, you know, if we completely get rid of those services. Yeah. Like for 2024, we're still going to, you know, have a trolley, we'll still operate the golf cart shuttle. Um, we might back those down a little, um, you know, we might go from, instead of having a 36 person trolley, we might just run the golf carts. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll evaluate as all of the events happen. And if we need to add it in, you know, if we take it away and we realize, oh, people really liked that. 
um, we'll certainly add it back in if we can. Is um, I just looked here. We are right now at 50 minutes. Oh my gosh. How many people Ooh. have we lost? Probably everybody. <laughs> but we're having a great time. <laughs> Sarah, you want to keep talking? All right, so here's the one thing, and if there's anything you want to get to us, let, us know, let me know. But um, I want to know how people and businesses can engage in Westfield Welcome going forward. That is, because I think it's very important. And we're, um, I think we miss, we miss it a lot. And yeah. so if you could tell us how that kind of stuff, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, the easiest and probably most, you know, 2023 way is, you know, follow us on social media. Mm -hmm. um, to just know what's going on. Um, we post all of our events there. Um, we'll, you know, we'll post before the event, during the event, after the event. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a big thing. And then um, our website, you know, bookmark our website, make it your, you know, default homepage if you want to. So I like that. We've got, uh, <laughs> we've got, if it's not our... WKRP, you can oh, have right. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Need that. <laughs> uh, so, it, you know, we list all of our events on the website. So, um, you know, we, are, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we're in a lot of, you know, Westfield Magazine and the Porter and the Current. So all of those types of, you know, publications, we always advertise our events, um, you know, sign up for the city newsletter um, on the city website. So we promote our events that way as well um, through their newsletter. And um, we're always looking at ways to grow that. Um, and just, you know, if you see our tent out somewhere, come up and engage with us. You know, we're happy to, to talk to you. I've met so many new residents that way. Um, and it's just cool to hear their stories about, you know, how they wound up in Westfield. You know, there was yeah. a family that moved here from San Diego uh, like mm -hmm. a month ago, and they were just so excited to be a part of the city. So in terms of coming to events, I think that's kind of the best way to, to get the information. Um, we also could not do our events without volunteers. So we mm -hmm. have a volunteer section on our website um, on westfieldwelcome.com. And um, we don't have any minimum requirements on our volunteers. You don't have to volunteer a minimum of 20 hours a year, anything like that. Um, you know, we have folks that volunteer at one event per year. You know, they love dogs. They love the Humane Society. They come and volunteer at Barktoberfest every year and we'll mm -hmm. take you. Uh, we love that. So um, all of our volunteers do go through a standard background check. Um, mm -hmm. just to make sure that, you know, everything is on the up and up, um, since we are, you know, involved with the community and, and a lot of kids. So I um, want to make sure our volunteers are up to par and we cover the cost for that. There's no cost to the volunteer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in terms of businesses getting involved, we're always looking for, you know, whether it's being a vendor at our events, you know, selling mm -hmm. your product or uh, promoting your services, um, or sponsoring. So there's a lot of events that we do that, Frankly, we wouldn't be able to do without our sponsors. Um, so that's kind of how we keep growing some of these events as well. So I just got thinking about the background check. Um, yeah. Bill Bill Kirsch passes your background check. I'm legally not allowed to talk about any of our exactly. volunteers' background checks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I Bill really... is a great volunteer. Shout out to Bill and Sandy. They're, they're Sandy's awesome. Wonderful. No matter what Kurt says, Bill uh -huh. and Sandy will take you driving our golf carts whenever you would like. <laughs> I can only say that because I think you might be out of the country right now or something. Oh, but, fair, fair. Um, hey, thank you very much. I love yeah. what Westfield Welcome does. And uh, it's been fun to watch just individually the plaza come to life and become really, yeah. have a really cool events and stuff. So thank you for doing that. Thank Absolutely. you for your hard work. And Absolutely. thank you for coming on my podcast. 
Of course. I hope we didn't lose everybody. I hope somebody watches <laughs> this. <laughs> I'll put my mom will watch it. And Perfect. I'll have my husband. So we'll be fine. So it'll be great. We'll get two. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, Kurt. Be sure to subscribe, like, and follow.